Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Listen to Us Talk, a podcast brought to you by the Non-Standard Project. Um, today, we're going to be discussing a kind of race and also a little bit um, critique on Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, for a little bit of a disclaimer, I think like two disclaimers kind of. Um, first of all, I think like obviously this is a Christmas movie and I think like just in general, Christmas is not a universal experience and like a lot of this season kind of promotes it as such. Um, so we just want to provide a little bit of a disclaimer that obviously it is not a universal experience, um, although a lot of like what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is going to be like in the context of Christmas because the movie is like how the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, and then like a second disclaimer, this like just because you like critically critique what entertainment you consume, that doesn't mean you can't like enjoy the movie. Like we all watched the movie and I think it's like we all liked it like it was a good movie um but I think you just like sometimes have to think about like what messages certain entertainment sends and stuff like that um so we do have a new co-host on the podcast if you want to introduce yourself sure hi I'm Miles um well I guess my pronouns are he him and I don't know I'm just excited to be here uh, I think I'm supposed to say, oh, <laughs> I think I'm supposed to say what, what type of, um, what type of, like, I guess, justice work am I, like, or, like, am I um, interested in? I guess, like, I don't know. I guess I'm, like, more, more interested in, like, I don't know, making, like, cities more accessible and equitable. I think, like, that's something that's that's really important nowadays with the increasing amount of people that are going to be like in cities and and stuff like that so I don't know if that makes sense but but yeah I'm just I'm just excited to be here um okay so we're just gonna do a brief summary of what the at least Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas um movie was about so there are two main characters and that's Cindy Lou and the Grinch and so the Grinch physically looks different from all the other Who's in Whoville um and he's also isolated and portrayed as this like cranky angry figure who's excluded from Christmas which Christmas is the Whoville's like favorite day of the year and it's um they go crazy over the whole holiday and so The movie is basically about Cindy Lou trying to incorporate the Grinch back into the community and also a criticism of holiday commercialism. And so this criticism of holiday commercialism starts off towards the beginning when Cindy Lou just says like, I don't know, like Christmas seems kind of superfluous, not hating on the actual holiday, but how people have been celebrating the holiday, at least in Whoville. And so the beginning starts off with like a lot of cash register, like um, in a store with people last minute buying gifts and like the money's flying everywhere. And somebody says like, there's a 99% off sale and like everyone just goes rushing into the store. And so you have this very clear idea of money and how, oh, if there's a sale, we're going to be more incentivized to buy more gifts. And so off the bat, you have the idea that these, you aren't really buying these gifts because you love these people, but more so that you're buying these gifts because out of obligation and also like capitalizing off the fact that there is a sale so you can buy your gifts for cheaper. Um, And so there's just like a lot of ideas about holiday commercialism and how we've seen capitalism portrayed within Whoville. Yeah, I think I think just like what struck me right off the bat is like I remember thinking when I first started watching it like this screen is very busy like there's too many things on the screen there was just so much like I like just stuff like everywhere not even like the first beginning scenes like I was literally overwhelmed I was like this is 
I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. Um, and I think it's interesting that like right off the bat, the only person who is like questioning that even a little bit is Cindy Lou. Like she's like, I don't know. I don't know why, like, I don't know what that would mean, but she literally is the only person who is like, like, I think even like, this is kind of calling later into the movie, but when she asks like the Grinch dressed up as Santa, like, what does Christmas really mean? And he's like, I guess it means presents. And she's like, yeah, that's what I was scared of. Like, it, it was almost a little weird to me that this little girl is like the only aware one out of everyone in the entire town. Like she is the only one that's like, this is a bit much. Um, but it's like her, her, like her dad works at the post office. So she sees like firsthand, like all the gifts and all the like, like the excess of, of stuff. And then her mom is like obsessed with Christmas decorations. And she's like competing with her neighbor for Christmas decorations. So I think it is like, she's kind of caught up she is almost like at the most optimal position to see the excessive consumerism in the town. Cause like everywhere she looks, even in her like mom and dad, she's getting these like prime examples of consumerism, which I think is, is pretty interesting because it seems to me that most of the jobs in Whoville probably revolve around like Christmas and like stores and, and gift giving and stuff. So I don't know if like what makes her specific circumstance special. Um, but I do think it's like a really it's an interesting start because it automatically like depicts her as like both the only socially aware one and also like the only one who is in a place to be able to change things. No, for sure. I thought it was definitely, I guess like I've watched The Grinch like so many times when I was younger. And it's like now that we're like, I'm, I'm watching again now a little more like coherent and older and now I'm like you kind of like pick up on like the subtleties and everything it's definitely interesting like kind of going off what Zeramar was saying about how like like Cindy Lou is like very much exposed to like what what Christmas really means to them in the sense of like it's just like all about gifts like the excess like the money like da 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 so like I guess that is what makes her like almost like more cognitive cognizant and like aware of like oh like is this what Christmas is like really all about but it's just like interesting that like she's the only one that feels that way and then I guess like it also like right off the bat like I think the I don't know exactly where this is in the movie but like the mayor proposes to, like Martha May with like a bunch of gifts like a, a three-tier diamond ring in a car and the and the first thing Martha comments on is like oh like these gifts are so lovely. It's not even like, a, oh my gosh, like, yes, like, I'm like, I will marry you, da da da. It's just like, oh wow, like, look at, look at these gifts. But also, like, it's not really, it's, a, I mean, it's Martha May's reaction that's interesting, but also how the mayor proposes to her anyway, like, with like the three tier diamond ring, it very excessive, like, and a car as well. Like, I don't think people propose like with cars nowadays like that's really interesting but also it's almost like he was asking for that reaction of uh oh look at these gifts but it's like also kind of brings up the question of like can capitalism like buy love or like can it can like money buy by marriage because it's like you know with this it's like it isn't like a oh yes like I'll marry you thank you so much and like not even like kind of thinking about the gifts it's just more so like that fixation of like oh like I guess you know he really feels a certain type of way about me because he got me all these like fancy things but like I don't I don't know it's definitely a, a an interesting uh question that it brings up well, I think, okay, the the ring, three-tier diamond ring, semi-understandable, the car. <laughs> like, the only time anyone gives out cars is in, like, malls or, like, in Vegas, I guess. But, like, the car is just 
why would you think I love this person? I want to like spend the rest of my life with this person and then be like, let me get her a car. Um, and I think you can like very much see the, how commercialism seeps through relationships and how like now in like in this society and like Whoville, the only way they show emotion is like through gift giving, which like it is, and these gifts don't really have emotional value. Like they're not like gifts that like, oh, like I know you've been wanting this thing for a very long time. Or like I have been certain, like they're not emotionally present. They're not like specifically geared for Martha May, right? They're like, anyone wants this car? Anyone wants a three-tiered diamond ring? And it's very impersonal. And I think what Zaramar said about the children, about Cindy Lou being the only person who's like, who realizes something is wrong and she's, one of the only children I think we really get to see and like have I'm sure there are like other children we don't really interact with them other than like the teenagers and the adults and so it reminds me of um the I kind of like liberal we teach our children racism and like things like this and um and sometimes it gets twisted the wrong way it's like oh like you can teach your children not to see color because then that's not like what it they're things wrong with that but I think there's a criticism that the because Cindy Lou is a child she isn't indoctrinated by this like Christmas commercialism that this is normal this is like what is just supposed to happen she questions why it is happening which is lost on her father until the end and he's like oh like I get it now and there's that initial barrier of understanding that he doesn't get it at first because he's you are never questioned the whys of society. You just accept how it is like after decades of like going through the motions. Um, and I think it, it's, it shows a lot about how like youth have a new perspective. I think it's interesting too, like, because they do dismiss basically everything she says. Like, I think at one point the mayor's like, why would you listen to her? Like, her nose hasn't even grown in yet, which is so funny. But I think it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's interesting because, like, Loki, the Grinch is saying the same things that Cindy Lou is saying and that her dad said at the end of the movie. Like, he, at one point, I think when, I think it is, like, right after the mayor gives Omar the mayor the, like, the ring and the car and he's like, y'all literally buy these presents just to throw them out and it's like similar to what we do because I literally could not tell you what my parents gave me for Christmas last year like if you ask I don't know don't ask I know I got I don't know I literally don't know but that's like I think it's similar because either like you buy some I think you you are taught to think that you like need these objects or else you will like not be able to live and then you get them and then you either like don't really use them like you use them twice and then you they're just like in your house sitting there or you literally just end up throwing them away um and then like back to what I was saying earlier I think that like he literally says it at some point like he's like you guys just throw this stuff out like it literally ends up in my garbage like it's, it's there I can show you the gifts you got every single year and then at the end the person who they end up listening to is not even Cindy Lou. It's like her dad when her dad finally wakes up and like sticks up for her and is like, wait, no, let like, she's right. Um, and I think it's interesting because he very much is like othered in society. And it's like the Grinch, anything the Grinch says is not correct because he is the Grinch. And so when he like brings up very real critiques of like their society and, and the way in which like consumerism and commercialism works in their society and like 
the way they celebrate Christmas, they're like, this is not real because he's the Grinch. And then when Cindy Lou says it, they're like, no, because she's a little girl. Her nose, her nose hasn't even grown in. Y'all are going to listen to a girl whose nose hasn't grown in. That's embarrassing. Like they, they continue to do that until like an, a like member of their community who participated in that same consumerism, like brings it up. Um, which I think is really interesting because honestly, I think if it was up to the mayor, he would have like found another excuse to not listen to Cindy Lou's dad because he's just crazy like that um but yeah I, I definitely think it's interesting like the resistance that especially the mayor has because I feel like the people of Whoville are seen to be a little bit more like open to some kind of like change because they agree kind of fast when Cindy Lou is like we should give the award to the Grinch like they're not like that hesitant I think it's like the mayor and the people who are more in control that are like very like strictly opposed to a change in like their consumerist celebration of Christmas I guess oh sorry oh no I just like thought that something that you brought up was like really interesting about how like Cindy Lou, like going back to Cindy Lou, I guess it's like how she hasn't been like indoctrinated into like that consumer's like lifestyle. She's not like jaded by like the gifts, the presents, like the excess, the money. I think that's really interesting because like I think like Zamar, you basically kind of just like spoke to that about like how like last year like you don't even remember like what like your parents got you for Christmas but it's like I'm sure like Christmas meant like everything to you and like as did it to me like when I was younger even though like it was still like, I mean, like I found out, well, I mean, like Santa is like very real, obviously, but like I kind of like, I guess like stopped believing like when I was around like five or six, like which kind of like, which kind of sucked, but also it was like, I still loved Christmas music. Like, even though I knew like it was coming from my, my, the gifts were coming to my parents, it was still like a, oh, like there was still some type of like holiday cheer and like appreciation and like da 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 because it was like, oh, like look at this like thing that I'm only, like I can only get like today or like on my birthday and it like meant so much more. But like, as I feel like you get older, you start just like spending more. It kind of takes that, I don't know, it kind of takes the specialness out of Christmas. It's almost like it's just another day. You're just like getting more gifts. Like you're spending it with your family, like, which is obviously great, but also it's like at a certain point, like it kind of just like loses its magic in a way, which is like really sad. And it's like, it just like sucks that like, I mean, like we're 17 and we're kind of just like, oh, like it's Christmas, like, yay. Like, I don't know. It's like, obviously I'm very much like appreciative, like appreciative of my family, like what they get me and da 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 da. But also it's like, now that, I can't really see the magic like in Christmas anymore like what does Christmas really mean and I think that's kind of like what the like how the Grinch show Christmas is like hitting on it's like okay so like because Cindy Lou isn't like jaded by all of that like that everyone else is like obsessed with Christmas I mean obsessed with like the presence the excess whatever whatever it's like she's forced to look inwards I guess like also outwards to society and be like okay, like, I don't really agree with, like, this mode of, like, the way people are celebrating Christmas, like, what does it really mean to me, and, like, what should it mean, and I think that's, like, very much still real now, it's, like, every, I think everyone, like, kind of grapples with the idea, if you celebrate it, uh, kind of grappling with the idea of, like, what does Christmas really mean, like, what is it supposed to represent, you know, when we were younger, it's more so about, like, oh, Santa, it's presents, but with our family, whatever, whatever, but now it's kind of just, like, 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Grinch, but like, you know, it's like, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like, that was a little rambly, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. 
I think that was great. That was, that was <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I think Zerva also made an interesting point when she was talking about how the like the rest of the town very quickly bought onto whatever like the accepted idea was. So like, should we nominate the Grinch as holiday cheermeister? Should and then like everyone shows up for like the roast at the end of the movie, right? And um, everyone's like, oh, like we're gonna accept the Grinch back. Um, and so I like, is does that mean that the community is open-minded or that they're easily manipulated by, cause it's not even like mainstream ideas. It's, these are like two people saying, oh, like we should do this. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a difference between I think being open-minded because even for example, um, people who were police reform and then moving into like now are abolitionists they go through like a period of time where they're like oh like um like debating the like nuances and like the like actual like logistical differences in changing their political opinions and it's kind of like oh like I don't really know what to believe and it takes time to switch from one opinion to another but like this town is just like everyone no one else matters except for Cindy Lou, the Grinch, the dad, kind of the mom, and like the mayor, and like Martha May, and like that's it. And, and the rest of the town just kind of exists. And obviously, like as like a film, like as a film, yeah, people exist in the backdrop, right? Um, but I think it's an interesting idea of like how does thought work in Whoville, like if the critique is that everyone is very easily indoctrinated, they still seem to be very easily indoctrinated. Even if they're pursuing more like anti-commercialism ideas at the end, they're still very easily manipulated into accepting one idea. And it doesn't really seem that these who's really believe one way or another. For sure. Oh. Like, I mean, this is quick. Oh, sorry, Sarah. Do you want to? Uh, well, I just remember the scene where, like, Sydney Lou was like, oh, yeah, let's nominate the Grinch. And everyone was like, yeah. And then the mayor was like, okay, but like, actually, in the rule book, it says this. And then she was like, oh, well, like, it's first the person that needs the most cheer. And like, I think that's a Grinch. And then he was like, well, actually, it says this. And then she's like, that's not true. And like the whole time, the crowd is just like looking to the mayor, like looking to Cindy Lou and they're like, oh, uh, uh. and it's kind of like almost like a goldfish, like with their attention span, just like snapping from one thing to the other. And it, it like, it does bring up that idea of like, are they just like, they are they easily like manipulated or indoctrinated even if they are moving to like a mode that's like a little more like anti-capitalist and like, um, like empathetic and forgiving so I like I just want to bring like that scene up like I thought that was like, I thought that was funny yeah I was gonna say I think it's interesting because I don't really know how much like things really changed in like in terms of like the entire townspeople like how much did did life really change for them because like first of all it, it does kind of seem like I said earlier it does kind of seem like their entire economy revolves around this idea of like Christmas being tied to consumerism so it's not like they can just kind of like stop or it's not like they would even be willing to just like stop making gifts and stop like giving gifts and I think even when like even when the Grinch like finally like opens his eyes and he's like 
maybe Christmas doesn't come from the store. Maybe Christmas needs a little bit more. He goes back to get the gifts. He still goes back to the hill and he gets those gifts. And then he almost was going to let them go. He was like, they're just toys. And then Cindy Lou climbed on top of the, that was so dumb. You literally could have got, okay, I'm not even going to get, that was dumb. White girl things. <laughs> like there was so many ways for you to see the Grinch that didn't involve climbing on a cliff. Sorry. Okay. Um, but like the first thing he does is he goes back to get the gifts. And then at the end, he is like participating, like he's like participating in the Christmas stuff with them. Like he's like cutting the roast and he's like there. And it's interesting because comparing like the first couple of scenes to the last couple of scenes of like what Whoville looks like, it looks exactly the same, but the Grinch is just there at the end. And like Martha May has a wedding dress on. Like it's not different. It's literally the exact same thing happens. And I think it's interesting because although in a lot of ways, I think the Grinch at the beginning and like throughout the movie is critiquing like the way that they approach Christmas. And he, he I think he very much thinks like Christmas is an excuse for Whoville to, to like get each other gifts. And, and so if I get rid of the gifts and if I get rid of um, like what comes from consumerism, I will get rid of Christmas because Christmas is like dependent on them giving each other gifts. And then he like realizes that it's not, but it's, it was just weird to me that he realizes that it's not about giving gifts, but he goes back to get the gifts to give them back. And it, it's almost like, as long as you realize that Christmas is about more than gifts, you can buy as many gifts as you want. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, I just think it's a little bit like, it, it didn't really check out for me at the end, but I do think it's like interesting because like the point that that y'all both brought up about like how easily indoctrinated is the community and like how easily do they just believe what people say like I wonder how much like how much things actually changed for them because like even when Martha May gives the ring back like duh you would give the ring back you're not gonna keep the ring he proposed to you with did you give the car back did you give the car back that's the real deciding factor you know like we don't see I don't think I really see that much of a change in their community. I just see the Grinch now participating in it, which is a little almost like he, I think he kind of gave up a little bit of, of his critique of Christmas to be included in it, which makes sense. Cause like a lot of the reason that he became bitter with Christmas in the first place is not because of the like consumeristic aspect of it, but because he was kept out of that society. Like, I think if he would have been included in it from the first place, he would have been fine with it, which I think is like an interesting like way to look at it. Cause I think a lot of people usually like only look at it as like, it is a critique on capitalism and on consumerism. I think it does say a lot about how, like, as you were saying, it's not like he was born just like, oh, I hate Christmas, like, I'm anti-capitalist, like, eh, down with the system. It was more so he was left out of it, like, he was salty, but then also, like, because he was salty and because he wasn't in it, he wasn't jaded by it, he was like, oh, like, I can see through this, like, this is BS, essentially. But then when they were like, oh, let's oh, let's welcome you with open arms, like, he very much, like, kind of fell into that trap of, like, participating. And even though he was saying gifts aren't everything, he still gave the gifts back. So it, it kind of does say a lot. I mean, like, I feel like you do see this, like, in, like, real life where it's, like, you know, like, rags to riches, like, you very much, like, forget where you came from like in the sense that like if you come from well this isn't all the time but if you come from nothing and then like um you you come from nothing and like you kind of feel the effects of capitalism and all these like 
um, all these policies that kind of make that keep poor people poor, but now you're out of it, like you're making money, whatever. It's kind of you're on the other side, like instead of being an employee, like you're the boss or like you're the CEO. And now like you're the one who's kind of like repressing like your workers or like your employees. I know this is like low key a stretch, but it's it's kind of like that same thing of like, oh, like it's it's very easy to fall into that if you're benefiting from it. Like, cause you can easily just forget that like, oh, like what I'm doing is like negative affecting someone. But like, as long as I'm making money at the end of the day, as long as my bank account's full, then like, it really doesn't matter. So I think it kind of is that same idea of like, oh, like it's easy to fall into it. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, also he, the Grinch, when the Grinch makes Max like his dog um, into Rudolph, he literally says no one liked Rudolph because Rudolph had a red nose. But then, and Rudolph was bullied and excluded and like no one was friends with Rudolph. And Rudolph was considered lesser than than all of the other reindeer who like had not red noses until Rudolph saves Christmas, right? And then, and then everyone loves Rudolph and Rudolph's like immersed in the community and like everyone is forgiven. Like there's no, no one was like, no one addressed the bullying. It was just like, oh, like that happened. And now it doesn't exist anymore. So now everything's like, okay. And that's kind of what happens with like the inclusion of the Grinch into society. Um, it reminds me of this short story that I, this like philosophical fiction thing. It's called, um, I think the the ones who walk away from Omalas. And it's a basically this perfect society, right? Like everyone is happy. Like every single person is happy except for this one person who, like this child and who's like, um, it's unclear how they're selected, but like, let's say like they're randomly selected and put into this like little um, cupboard drawer closet. And that one child is sad, but the rest of society is happy. And is, is that ethical or is like, is that is that eth- can we have an ethically happy city if there's like one person who pays the toll for like everyone else's happiness and i think like that's like kind of what happens in the grinch where um the mayor's like oh like we had such a happy when he burns the tree on fire and then he's like the mayor's like christmas would have been fine if we just had a grinchless christmas so it's the Who- whoville's happiness is predicated on the exclusion of this one person who is supposed to be unhappy and excluded and thus the rest of the town can be happy but is that like I don't know it's it, it brings up a lot of like philosophical questions and also just there are reasons there are also like reasons why the Grinch was the one who was excluded like it wasn't some random who he was selected because he was he literally looks different from every other who in the in the village well, it's, I, I was talking to Miles about this before, but he, he also is, like, not that different. Like, he's literally just them, but in green. Like, he looks just like y'all. He has the nose. He has the who knows. So, I don't, like, he's not that different. And I, I also think it's, like, it's interesting because they, like, go the extra mile to exclude him. Like, the part that Miles was talking about where the mayor literally lies about what is in the book because he's like, no, the Grinch cannot be here. And it, it's almost like, and even like the narrator is like when he at the beginning when the narrator is like talking about why the Grinch hates Christmas and then the narrator is like maybe it's because his heart was two sizes too small or like three or whatever like they I think the movie and also the like 
like Whoville acts like if the reason the Grinch doesn't like Christmas is just because the Grinch is horrible. Like the Grinch is bad and it's the Grinch's fault and the Grinch is like bitter and like kind of the Grinch is a little salty. Like I agree with Miles, but he also like does, like he has reasons for not liking Christmas. Like it's not like he was just like born and he decided like, I'm going to hate on Christmas because I hate Christmas. Like I think the first night they like ignored his birth because they were like we're going to the christmas celebration we're a little too busy and then they like and then the whole like christmas secret santa thing with martha may like i think it's like logical that he would not like christmas after what he's been through in association with christmas and like even throughout the entire movie like still at the end i think the message is like the grinch was wrong the Grinch was misinterpreting what Christmas actually is. So his criticisms are not correct because he was criticizing a Christmas that isn't the real Christmas. Like this is the real Christmas of like love and happiness and unity. Um, yeah. And then, and then I kind of agree. I think he's kind of a sellout. Like he did kind of sell out like now suddenly, cause they, cause they want to include you in Christmas. You're fine with it. Now you like the roast meat. That's yeah. But yeah, I, I I think I definitely agree. And I think it's like it's interesting how like the one time that we see like the government of Whoville, by the government, I mean the mayor, exerting his power in like a way that would be seen as immoral, like lying to the people, is when he's trying to keep out the Grinch. Like I think that's the only real like government in like interference that we kind of see. Cause even like the police officers are so non-existent they don't do a thing they don't do a thing it's interesting that in this fantastical whoville there are police officers like just the inclusion of the police is like i mean obviously like the they made a lot of these animated films um exist as like some kind of like take on society so like they call them humanity and like they have schools and like homes and whatever and um but it's like it's interesting that the inclusion of the police is like we cannot even in this fantastical universe imagine a society where there isn't police like there just has like they don't play a role the police don't do anything (laughs) except for like the end where they just let the Grinch off he's like oh like you're sorry everyone's happy okay we're not gonna arrest you but like they don't play a role but they're still you see them in like a lot of scenes in the background and like they implicitly are like the foundation of why society is functioning and it's like in it's in this fantastical universe we can't not have police right right and then like even when they let him off like I mean, they like let him up. Like, as you said, it was kind of just like, oh, like, you're sorry. Okay, like, you're free to go. So it kind of like is like, I don't know, like, it says like a little bit about like transformative justice and like how like, as that is important to like, I guess, like the Grinch's like rehabilitation. Like, I'm sure if like, they locked him up after like, he was like, oh, I understand what I did was wrong. Like, I'm sorry, everyone's happy. Like, can we just like bounce? And they were like, no, like, you're going to jail now. Like, I'm sure he would feel a lot different about like Christmas and like, Whoville as a whole. So like, I guess it kind of like, it is like important to have that like trend I guess because like his experience was transformative so like if that is like what it takes for you to you know admit that like you were wrong and to say that like I mean like was he wrong like that's up for interpretation but you know <laughs> um I guess <laughs> nodding your head sorry that was just funny um 
but yeah, sorry, I like lost my train of thought. But <laughs> I mean, I don't think that he was wrong. I just feel like I think that a lot of his like I thought honestly at first I thought that like it's interesting that he, he the reason that he like believed like he hates Christmas was sparked not by like him genuinely believing consumerism is wrong but just by like he got rejected by Martha May who was secretly in love with him like that is what like begun his or not even that he got rejected it was like the people like making fun of him for shaving wrong like that was like what sparked his like anti-Christmas agenda but he's like right he's correct like he doesn't and even like it even like shows by the fact that the first thing he thinks to do is like let me go get the gifts for whatever reason whether it's like he thinks they'll only forgive him if he has the gifts or like whatever it is the first thing he wants to do is go get the gifts like he recognizes that he's still like that is still a part of their Christmas um I don't know I think he was right in the beginning I agree with him I think the only thing that I think his only flaw was thinking that he was excluded from that ideology that he was like I can see everything like, I'm not blind like the rest of the who's and therefore like I am anti-commercialism like the rest of you throw stuff like buy gifts and then throw it in your garbage but I don't do that like I pick through your garbage except he's not as removed as he thinks he is like he the moment he gets holiday chairmeister like there is like some like hesitancy but he goes and he and we all know he's going to go because he's like, oh, like, should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? And he goes and he has like a fun time for like parts of it and then eventually leaves. But he's not as removed and all seeing as he thinks he is, as he thinks he is. And I think it's a nice critique on how like even with like radical activism, people are not as people are not not complicit that no matter what you do, you are complicit, even if you see like, oh, that was racist or that was transphobic or like, et cetera, you are still complicit to these like white supremacist, transphobic, et cetera, institutions because we exist in this society. And it's kind of impossible, even as isolated as he is, it's impossible for us to not be complicit. Yeah, and I- Almost, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say really quick. I think that's part of what allows him to like at the end believe that he has like surpassed the consumeristic aspect of Christmas is because if he thinks that he is like fundamentally against this aspect of Christmas, and then in his mind, like now that I buy into Christmas, now that I understand Christmas, it must be that Christmas is not actually consumeristic because I would never participate in it if it was. And since I'm participating in it and since I'm feeling the Christmas spirit, Christmas must be more than like buying people gifts and like what is just in a store um and I, I think it's interesting because like I don't know I just think that he like even like when he's at the like whole cheermeister thing like celebration he's buying into it for a minute there like the only the only point where he like starts to hate Christmas again is when they start laughing at him because if they hadn't laughed at him and if the mayor hadn't given him a a razor as a gift he would have been fine he also literally went for an award which is just as superficial as like the gifts that they are giving each other um he's asking for a check he was like where's my check where's my check literally he like you're participating in the same thing that you criticize and I know it's like 
he also like literally has like he he lives separated from society like if he wanted to I know I know they live on a dust speck but it's like a circular dust speck so he can go somewhere else on the planet like why is he in the one mountain that is in like bird's eye view where he can see Christmas I feel like come on I feel like you really hated it I think it's like this weird like fascination with Christmas and with like their kind of Christmas celebration because if he really hated it I think he would leave I really just think he would be gone like you're you there's more land you could like I he's like right next to the town he literally there's a trash chute that takes him to the town like you're right there oh I just can't oh my god no it definitely brings up the question of like if so it's kind of like uh, I guess like is it even okay so now that he's participating in in it like whatever whatever but like is it even like wrong anymore considering that they're not having fun at someone else's expense anymore like does that mean it's like morally wrong like is it like I feel like it's okay to end the story off there and be like okay everything's good because it's like I mean it is like a children's like you know like I mean like Loki is like a children's movie but also it's like everyone's like everyone's good now like the Grinch is being like included so like it's dope like whatever but also it begs the question of like let's say the roles were somehow reversed and like he was in society and it was someone else that was on the outskirts like would he have that same mentality of Christmas is bad. Like we need to bring this person in to be with us. And so like, we can't have fun at someone else's expense. It's kind of like you are a product of your own environment. And it's only because of his circumstances that like he felt that way, but then also like he was able to get, I guess like react, like reacclimated into society and enjoyed it and on the Christmas festivities, but also kind of like, it, it, like was he's like as you were saying he's not that far removed so like maybe he is also like very I mean not very superficial but like there's some type of hints of like super oh yeah I was gonna say like a word I like I don't even know but like you know you know you know what I was trying to say right um so yeah I don't know it's just like it's interesting because it's like you always like it's almost as like it's almost like being aware of like the wrong like almost just like isn't enough and I think like that's a lot of like about like I guess that's like a lot of conversations have been made about like anti-racism and like uh like kind of the, the idea of being like oh like nothing is um you can't consume anything ethically under like capitalism which is like true I guess but also it's like are you going to turn around and like order something from Shein like it's like being aware of like the injustice kind of like isn't enough at this point especially if you have the resources like to do better and to like not only educate yourself but like to make a move like make change make progress you know what I'm saying so it's like just being like Christmas sucks you guys are all like very uh superficial isn't enough especially when you're just going to turn around and join in so i think i think the movie has a really interesting binary it's like very black and white this is like you're either doing something good or you're doing something bad right and so like when the grinch is trying to push all the presents off the cliff he's like i'm i'm gonna do some like downright not niceness he like says not niceness right but like what is nice and what is not nice and like you could argue that like throwing presents off a cliff is objectively not nice but um I I read this thing that was like England in terms of morals England and the U.S. so like mainly 
like Europe or like Western Europe are often considered like the moral canon. Like we're so democratic and we're so ethical and moral like as, in terms of countries, like as far as countries go. Um, but we are considered the moral canon because we literally defined what are morals. Like we created, this is good and this is bad. Like Hitler, bad. Um, like JFK, FGR, lovely people. Like praise internment camps, yes, check mark. <laughs> but like, um, I think this idea of good and bad is so twisted by the Grinch and it's like, there's no gray. It, it's either you are good or you are bad. And like what Zaramar said about like, if he really hated it, he could have just left. I think he just loves hating it though. Like he doesn't just hate it, he loves hating it. And you can't, can you hate things from afar? Like if he left, he 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 makes the, the trash shoot because he wants to like go up to people and scare them. Like he thrives off of that. He loves putting himself in situations where he's going to be upset. And I think it's so masochistic, but like, <laughs> But there's like a reason for it. Like it's, I think it's like very symbolic of a lot of things and like, like race and capitalist critiques in society. Well, I think I think that he's not even like really upset about it. Like I think he just like secretly loves it. He is just upset that he's not included in it. Like he wants so badly. I I still like I still think about like what actually was his motivation. Whether it was like to be included in Christmas or to like get Martha May finally like I still don't really know like what his total goals were but I think that it's like he he couldn't he has this like fascination with with Whoville and with like their kind of Christmas and he couldn't observe that if he was like far away like he knows like exactly what they do for Christmas like in order he he like knows what's gonna happen he has like doesn't he have that like machine he turns on that like crunches glass or something that like stops him or he has like stuff that like keep the music out of his head or whatever like he knows what they do during Christmas I feel like because he is so fascinated with like their Christmas and he couldn't like you said like he couldn't view it in that way if he left like he very clearly is like I think it's just like a moral superiority thing like he wants to believe that like he is above the people in Whoville um and so he like the only way to like continue with his moral superiority is to be right there so that he can like intake how much better he is than them. Um, and then he turns around and just joins them. It, like, it, it, I don't know. It was kind of weird. It just deleted his whole discourse from me. I was like, okay, so that was a lie. You didn't really believe that. Got it. Great. I think also like on the government side, we talked about this earlier, but Cindy Lou is like making points the whole movie, right? But her points are only validated when her dad validates them, right? And and I know theoretically race doesn't exist in this movie, but it does because like the Grinch is isolated partly in fact. It's not necessarily because he's green, but like we can't ignore the fact that he was literally made a different color from the rest of the Who's. And he, like there's like a, a lot of other differentiation so like he looks the same but he, if he minus being green but like he also like eats the plate the santa plate instead of like eating the santa cookie like he um he's like made oddly like these very weird distinctions between the rest of the who's and the grinch and so the dad 
is in metaphor like the white man and once the white man's like oh like believe cindy lou everyone's like yes cindy lou i i i agree with you but then before the white man's like before when the white man was like oh this is just christmas everyone was like this is christmas the grinch is ruining our christmas and so i think it's like very interesting how this how the only critiques that gain validity is through kind of the white man validating Cindy Lou. Okay, I was I was just this is just a little addition to what Francis said. I was I was um when I was like doing research for this podcast, I read this. I don't know if it's true. I think it's just like someone saying random stuff on the internet, but someone said that they think that the Grinch came from a different dust speck than the people who are on or like a different snowflake and that's why he's like a little bit different but like still the same in like in like looks wise and you remember when they were describing when he was born and they were like oh like a really strong wind blew in that night it like knocked him off course so he was supposed to land on a different snow yeah anyways um wait that's tea wait why so like the grinch conspiracy theories like i kind of i mess with that yeah right but it's it's like interesting because it 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 like kind of suggests that he like he was not meant to be on that snowflake ever at all because they were low-key like they kind of hated him from when he was born like he didn't really do anything yet and they were still like you have hair on your face ha 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 like you know they were kind of making fun of him from the beginning um so yeah I I think it's interesting I I've gotten into Grinch conspiracy theories because of this podcast um I think also like there was like the taxi scene when like everything's going haywire and he's like oh like trying to hail a taxi and he's like it's because I'm green isn't it (laughs) and I thought that scene was so funny because he's like self-aware that he's different from everyone else and I just we don't really get that from the other who side like we don't get like when he gets bullied he's bullied because he's like what like short and has a mustache I think but no one explicitly bullies him because he's green but he's self-aware that no one else in the town is green we're exposing plot holes in the grinch left and right um okay i think i think that's a good place to end it off um i just want to say as one final very important comment that if you take away anything from this podcast the real hero of the movie is Martha May for doing what we all want to do, but we won't do, which is admit that we are all in love with Jim Carrey's version of The Grinch. I stand by this forever. That's the last comment. Like, no responses allowed. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening.